2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: It's the Round Bar Rock Podcast story. David Roth. David Roth. David Roth. David Roth. David Roth. <laughs> musical guest david rock (laughs) and now the
0: temporary host of round ball rock Rock. (laughs) hi it's me joey divine your temporary host of the round ball rock podcast and we are back with a brand new episode and you might have guessed based on that intro who our special guest is today and that's right it's from defector It's me, Corbin, and Smith. (laughs) Uh, Sean Keen, my co-host, is also here. And we have Dave here for a special uh, reason. Uh, Do you want to explain to Dave what we're doing today?
1: Yeah, so we're doing our annual March Madness alumni bracket. We started this in 2020, uh, where there wasn't even a bracket. There was not a tournament. After uh, we, Joey and I were both sheltering in place, we used Joe Lenardi's um, fan fiction mm-hmm. bracket, I guess, yep. that he made. And we matched up uh, just notable alumni from each school. Uh, the first year our winner was John Tesh from North Carolina State. Mm-hmm.
0: That was the champion, the pandemic uh, year.
1: Last year, J.B. Smoove defeated uh, John Hinckley Jr. Mm-hmm. in the final. Yep. <laughs> so um, it's really – so what happens is – so this year we're splitting it up this way. I'm taking the top seeds. Joey is taking the low seeds. Today mm-hmm. we're going to do the west and east brackets with David Roth from Defector from – Vice
4: Sports, from the classical. Drum. You want me to say my name five or six more times? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> the last time I tried to give people plenty of coverage on a fucking voicemail. Ridiculous.
0: Um. So, yeah. Uh, first off, I had the low seeds, Dave. Basically, mm-hmm. you're just the judge here. We're going to give you two names... Uh, and then you're going to pick who moves on for whatever reasons you can give us a reason, but I had the low seeds, which mean I, means I had two play in games. You have
1: all the plans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So, uh, let's do our, for the number 11 seed in the West, we have Rutgers versus Notre Dame. It's a
4: really emotional one for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because (laughs) there's going to be – there's a good chance that the alum of both of them will be somebody that, like, is from the town I grew up in or something. Uh, Oh, yeah, so –
0: I don't know about that, but let's see. All
1: right. (laughs) I mean, previously, James Gandolfini has competed for Rutgers and also – The band Looking uh, Glass. The band Looking Glass, who – Oh. (laughs) Bit of a step down, but that's fine. Uh and uh yeah i don't think i don't know if notre dame has even been in they the tournament not. in the past two years okay
0: so uh competing for rutgers is uh i was shocked this character even had a, this person even um <laughs> had an is an alumni of anywhere because he's a cartoon character and he's blind but it's mr magoo not the voice <laughs> the cartoon character mr magoo apparently went to rutgers day so it
4: that's it's like canon that yes, mr magoo you went go to rutgers to the
0: wikipedia notable alumni page it says mr <laughs> magoo 50s cartoon <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mr magoo is taking on notre dame uh, foul ball, infamous foul ball man steve bartman Wow. Uh, the reason the Cubs didn't win a World Series.
4: That's I would not have guessed that Bartman was a Notre Dame guy. He had a really like like a humble University of Illinois guy with like a Chicago job sort of vibe mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like it I mean, whatever. It breaks my heart to pick against Rutgers. I feel like it has to be Bartman here, not just because he's a corporeal being, although I feel like that gives him an advantage. (laughs) But he's uh, he's just an iconic figure in a way that Mr. Magoo is not to me.
0: Uh, Well, tell tell that to Leslie Nielsen. Uh, (laughs) Live, Mr. (laughs) Live action. Live
4: (laughs) action Magoo. All right. And then... That was, like, when he was getting parts because he, like, really couldn't see in real life, like, yeah. at the very end. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh,
0: and then for the number 12 seed in the uh, East, uh, we have Wyoming versus Indiana. So, uh, Wyoming. Oh, we should also mention, we forgot to tell Dave, we try to avoid sports people. Sometimes yeah. you can't avoid it, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I will My, be delivering
1: zero sports figures. I have
0: two, but they're well, three, but they're technical. Um, all right, so uh playing for Wyoming is a deceased owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, star HBO star of HBO's winning time, Jerry Bus. Excuse me, <laughs> Dr. Jerry Bus.
1: Yeah, come yeah, on, you. Joey.
0: But I you know what? I don't think he got his doctorate from Wyoming, so just saying. He wasn't oh. a doctor then. Yeah. And um, playing for Indiana. He was Jerome
1: Bust back then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> playing for Indiana, we have Emily Harris, who is uh, also known as Yolanda from the Symbionese Liberation Army, who kidnapped Patty
4: Hearst. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it rules that somebody that would later go on to kidnap Patty Hearst went to like. The University of Indiana. Like yeah. a place or Indiana yeah. University. Like a place that revered Bobby Knight also oh. produced that person. <laughs> she, would, uh, she was she was she was yelling
1: like Tanya and then throwing a chair at her when she yeah. didn't listen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Somehow ranting about like Greg Graham and Calvert Cheney to right. have thrust up <laughs> Patty Hers. Um, all right. So we got we got Yolanda in one corner. I mean, Jerry Buss was always kinda like he's unsettling to me. And now Mm -hmm. that I've seen like John C. Riley brushing his chest hair as Mm -hmm. Jerry bus in that (laughs) show, it's all the more. So, um, and yet I feel like he made a as much as I really appreciate the Yolanda of the Symbionese Liberation Army uh, being the pick here, <laughs> and as lame as it might be to go chalk with Jerry Buss, I feel like it's you gotta you gotta I, favor the doctor in I this think one.
0: that's the correct pick. Trust me, there's a lot of bad people in my brackets anyway that might be yeah. moving on already. So Sean, <laughs> <laughs> so right. Sh- uh it's your turn. What Do you want to start in the West or do you want to start in the East? Let's
1: start in the West. We're doing the West and East because I believe these are the two regions where David Roth has lived. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that's correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, we, we cater to our guests here. Uh, Gonzaga's been represented in the past with, uh, with Bing Crosby. His mm-hmm. son also went to Gonzaga. But um, I'm going with Jeff Moss, a.k.a. Dark Tangent who is a computer hacker who founded the DEFCON and Black Hat
4: Conventions. Uh, Seems very un-Gonzaga, but go ahead.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh, And Gonzaga is playing, of course, the 16-seed Georgia State. And uh, this person beat out Julia Roberts and Ludacris, who also (laughs) went to Georgia State. And I went Uh with Nancy Grace.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to make
0: it very clear that in in parentheses on the Wikipedia page, it says, former instructor, no current appointment at GSU.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nancy Grace is, in some ways, I guess you'd have to say that she's fallen off, but that's like one of the, to me, like one of our defining Americans of mm-hmm. the last 20 years. Yeah. Like it's gotta be her. With all due respect to the Black Hat Hacker Collective, I don't want any <laughs> bad blood between me and them. He's or, like well,
1: anti-hacking now.
4: So it seems like he's it seems like he's like a real narc now. Okay. But yeah, I mean but there's nothing like I mean Nancy Grace revolutionized the way that Americans are psychotic yeah, years that, ago about how uh, they
0: viewed Casey Anthony. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and, like, whatever, doing, like, just tweets every day about, like, missing kids and be like, baby and well, hashtag well baby. Like, just <laughs> absolutely mainlining bad news. Yeah, we yeah, I salute you, Nancy.
0: She's an innovator. All right, Sean, what's our next matchup?
1: Uh, we got Boise, number eight, Boise State, versus number nine, Memphis. I'm choosing for Boise State, and I'm going with actor Earl Bowen. Now, you might not know that name offhand, but he is Robocop, right? He's the criminal psycho. He's more, fa- I think he is in Robocop, but he's more famous for being uh, Sarah Connor's psychologist in Terminator <laughs> okay, 2. Yeah, I know that. He's guy, also yeah. in Terminators 1 through 3, and he is the narrator of World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow oh man we've got a real uh character actor face off here oh wow Except okay. i have the trump card because playing for memphis is character actor slash senator fred thompson the only Ooh. man who has both been on law and order and uh uh an impeachment the committee yeah. Yes,
4: exactly. <laughs> yeah i mean I never enjoyed Fred Thompson's work until he ran for president and did the laziest possible job doing it. Like he really thought that because he'd been on TV, like he just he's like, I bought a new shirt and he would just kind of drive around in the truck and like get on the back of it and be like, it's me. You're right. I am Fred Dalton Thompson. <laughs> just, obviously, now we know that he should have been uh, like ranting about gender instead of yeah, just yeah. trusting the fact that he'd. That he replaced Stephen Hill on the original Law and Order. Not... <laughs> he should have been that talking really about late. all the
0: sick shit he saw as part of the Hollywood elite. Yeah,
4: yeah. everything you think, think of you know. Drink know blood about on... Sam Waterston's alive. <laughs> uh, well, I guess fuck Fred Dalton Thompson. Earl Bowen, uh, <laughs> he's it. narrating World of Warcraft games, <laughs> and like um, when he doesn't even have to be. <laughs> In, yeah uh, yeah I'll give it to I'll give it to him.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean look, he's also from um uh, Tales of Monkey Island chapters 1 through 5. So this is this is a <laughs> guy with a body of work. All right, our next matchup is a 5-12. It's Yukon versus number 5 Yukon versus number 12 New Mexico State. And UConn, with a bunch of notable alums, I I made the quick choice that I almost chose Natalie Portman's ex-boyfriend, Moby, but I went with Ron Polillo instead. Ron Polillo, uh, a.k.a. Horshack, from Welcome Back,
5: Connor.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's also listed on Wikipedia as, uh, I mean, this is our resource for everything, obviously, <laughs> as actor, illustrator, and playwright. Except Sean. And he on. made it. Can I tell you what, can I tell you what his one, what one person show was? Sure. Uh, he did a one man show where he played Nazi criminal Adolf Eichmann.
4: Oh, great. (laughs) As a, um, you know any more about it? (laughs) Songs? Like what? What else? I, I, it it was not
1: musical, I guess. Uh, Um, he also played himself on Ellen and uh, he played Mozart in Amadeus, which mm-hmm. seems weird. But yeah. uh, he he really regrets uh, playing Horshack, apparently. Um,
4: but he could I, have been doing important work like an evening like, with Adolf play, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is our first sweat hog to ever appear yeah. in the tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah. Congratulations uh, to Palillo. Yeah.
0: Uh, Number 12 New Mexico State going up against Horshack himself is, of course... The most famous alumni from New Mexico State. Trust me, I looked really hard. Alan Hale, who co-discovered the hale Bop yeah. comet, uh, which uh, caused all those people to kill themselves while wearing Nikes.
4: <laughs> I was thinking when you said Alan Hale, I was thinking that it was the dad from the OC, but that's Alan Dale. It's I the believe.
0: astronomer.
4: Not okay. not
1: not the skipper from Gilligan's Island. No,
0: unfortunately yeah. not. No, <laughs> it's the man who um, co-discovered the Hale Bopp comet.
1: But Bopp didn't go to New Mexico. State. No, Bopp did okay. not.
0: Or else I would have included so, them both.
4: <laughs> we have a, a an astronomer and the um the man that played Mozart in Amadeus, but not the not movie. the one, the one anyone's one. heard of. Yeah. Just a production of it somewhere. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, seven years after the movie, actually, so. okay made <laughs> <That's laughs> he made it his own <laughs> all
4: right uh this is a really See, When i was I was sold on doing this uh, because <laughs> I was told that uh no preparation would be involved by Joey, and that's true, and I've done none <laughs> and yet it's very difficult to sort of get your head around uh this sort of challenge, uh-huh, I guess uh. I'll go with Horshack just because I I feel like the right choice. Yeah. Now, with all due respect to Alan Hale, obviously, I mean, it was a pretty consequential comment for a lot of people. Extremely Mm -hmm. consequential. But yeah, Uh, (laughs) Moby would have lost, though. Right. Right. Yeah. I would have picked against Moby pretty much no matter what. I wonder what his experience at UConn was like, like what. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how old he was. Like, was he there when, when Ray Gino, Allen was there? Was he
0: there when Gino Oriyama was yelling at women?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. The odds would be in his favor there.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Well, our next matchup, it's number four, Arkansas versus number 13, Vermont. Uh, your top seed, Arkansas. This is an easy choice. Uh, He was a deputy White House counsel for six months in 1993. He's Vince Foster. Oh, RIP to the king. (laughs) Too
0: good
4: to be forgotten. Yeah.
1: This
0: is an insane matchup. All right. uh, Vermont, this is a guy who I believe has appeared in all of our tournaments, um, but also always for different schools. He played for Michigan last year, he entered the transfer portal again, and playing for Vermont is, of course, the devil in the white city himself, H.H. Holmes.
4: Wow, he has played for for three different schools so far. How does this work? He was just constantly uh, disagreeing with the coaching staff and moving on to a system that would better feature his skills. I have no idea,
0: but he did beat out Ben Affleck. (laughs)
4: Ben Affleck went to Vermont. (laughs)
0: He transferred to Occidental after one year, but yes.
4: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's, I didn't realize that he'd gone to Oxy. Vermont fits better to me. Like the idea of, (laughs) like that's where you go when you're Ben Affleck and you want to push yourself to see how much partying a person can do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) You're like, how many of you remember the voyage of the, the. Begum or whatever that show on PBS he was in when he was 13 years old. Uh,
1: (laughs) I just imagine him. Do you think he's referred to himself as a Vermonster before? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sure of it. That
4: like there's all kinds of like, yeah, whatever. Some sort of strange. uh, There's like an ice cream concoction that you can get in their dining hall that he like insists on having made for him sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a Proustian journey back to a more innocent time. All right. So HH H. Holmes not Ben Affleck versus, versus uh, Vince
1: Foster.
0: Versus Vince Foster, Foster
4: who who supposedly committed suicide in 1993. Yeah. I feel like we as a country are not ready for more Vince Foster uh, conversations. I'm just going to go ahead and, and advance infamous serial killer. <laughs> H.H. H. Holmes to the next round. Congratulations. He's a, it, honestly, he's a legend in this tournament. Yeah, yeah uh, this is, I get the sense that he's been there for, like, three different schools, and this is, like, a Larry Brown-type legacy, which is uh, really...
0: I, guess, sort I of also it. feel like the first year he beat Seth Rich. <laughs> uh,
4: that <laughs>
1: might, might have be... come up. I feel like... I'd...
4: I'll have to look into the archives, but I think that might be right. Um, Has he ever not been matched up with someone that a Clinton was accused of killing? Is there, like, this have been? <laughs> Well, have to,
1: I'll check out his history uh, in a second. Um, but we've got a matchup. It's number six, Alabama facing... Notre Dame's own Steve Bartman. Now, Alabama. Um, I'm choosing a guy who's uh, pretty powerful. knows how to knows how to do money. I'm also surprised he went to Alabama. It's Bernie Madoff. <laughs> really? <laughs> Bernie Madoff versus Steve Bartman in a,
5: in a game of
4: <laughs> For me, it's with all due. Obviously, Steve Bartman's given us a lot. Bernie Madoff taking his <laughs> like. Financial fraudster, tri-state area Jewish self down to the University of Alabama, just in pursuit of his best self. How? How did that happen? And that would have been, it would have happened, like, in the 60s. Like, he would have been there during, like, whatever, like, peak civil rights unrest. And he's, like, coming down on a 36-hour bus ride from the Bronx. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck! It's all right. That's amazing. Uh, it's Bernie, <laughs>
1: <Yeah. baby. laughs> Feel
4: it. Yeah,
1: that's uh, okay. So we got a hold on just a second here.
4: I got to be careful that I don't get into a rut of just advancing the most infamous criminal in each of these matchups. I mean, like, they're, I they're not to...
1: all going to be infamous criminals. No, but no. I'm going to say there's going to be some infamous criminals. Yeah, I mean, there
0: are certainly going to be some infamous criminals.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, our next matchup, it's a 314. It is number three, Texas Tech versus number 14, Montana State. Uh, Texas Tech this year, um, no more no more Hinkley Jr. They've they've done well in the tournament mm-hmm. before. Uh, This is going to be Johnny Hardwick, who is the voice of Dale Gribble on King of the Hill. I just (laughs) want to just want to read this excerpt from Wikipedia. On September 12, 2012, Hardwick created his YouTube channel named after himself. His channel did not see any upload activity until 2015. In December 2018, Hardwick started regularly uploading new content. As of April 2020, his channel has 11,000 subscribers and 42 426,000 views, with videos primarily consisting of song parodies and monologues in the
4: voice of Dale Gribble.
0: Great, good for him.
4: Terrific. Um. It's such a relief when you said started his own YouTube channel. Like, that's the best way it could end up. Yeah. Is him doing like <laughs> a Dale version Gribble of Heaven Parodies, is a Place yeah. on Earth in a Dale Gribble voice and yeah. not, yeah, like, you know, like. And
0: not doing True about as Dale Yeah, right. Like yeah, the yeah. truth
4: about <laughs> reptilians or whatever. Yeah. Which I guess Tim... also would have been in character for him. But... Yeah. He also wrote for King of the
1: Hills. So he's, he's a, a double threat.
0: Um, yeah. All right. Well, Dale. Write
1: Gribble and say Gribble. Dale Those Gribble are the two
0: <laughs> is taking on uh, number 14, Montana State. Uh, NFL coach, Dennis Erickson. He is the coach Washington Miami.
1: national champion who was a failed 49ers coach after
4: Steve Mariucci.
0: I hate Dennis Erickson. Get him out of here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, see ya. You got Gribbled. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, the madness
0: has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ROUNDBALL to secure a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in 200 Play with 300. Just use promo code ROUNDBALL to claim your bonus. College ball, NBA, and UFC, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with the choice of from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. And Sean, I have some proof. You know what you can bet on at mybookie.ag? Uh, you can bet on uh, whether... Um Yoda will appear as a hologram or a ghost in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series on, a, on Disney Plus. Uh that's right. Wait, is
1: that one bet or are hologram and ghost separate bets? It's
0: one bet. Yes is okay. minus 140, no is plus 110.
1: Technically, Joey, that's a force ghost.
0: Yeah. Uh, You can also bet if Darth Maul will appear as a ghost or a hologram. uh, No minus 130. Yes, plus 100. Qui-Gon Jinn? Yes, minus 150. No, plus 120.
1: I would bet yes on (laughs) Qui-Gon.
0: And then finally... Do both Han Solo and Chewbacca appear in the Obi Wan TV show? No minus four hundred. Yes plus two fifty.
1: I'm voting. I'm. I'm saying no.
0: I also think that's a no. Uh. Anyway, that's your proof. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Ag.
1: All right. Uh, our next matchup—it's a seven ten. It's Michigan State versus Davidson. I will say that. Um, if Michigan State wins. Steph Curry has to go to the arena on Sunday dressed as Sparty the mm-hmm. Spartan. I don't know what Draymond Green has to do if Davidson. I didn't even look up what their mascot is. Uh Michigan State there's a huge amount of people. I wanted to keep it less loathsome, so sorry, Tom Sizemore and Dateline <laughs> NBC's Chris Hansen. We're going with Jim Delligotti, the inventor of the Big Mac and the founder of the Big Mac Museum, home of the world's largest Big Mac, which is four meters across, horrifyingly. And uh, his son claims that he eats a Big Mac every single week.
0: Jeez, That's pretty crazy. Um. This is weird because this is, I think, our first inventor versus inventor showdown. Ooh. Okay. Uh, number ten, Davidson is a uh, Lunsford Richardson who invented Vicks VapoRub. <laughs> wow.
4: Two iconic American products. Wow. The this is Big interesting Mac because is
0: I... the VapoRub.
4: <laughs> yeah, like I want to do right by it in terms of because they both have have given us so much. Does there is there any information about how often the inventor of the Vicks Vaporub used Vicks Vaporub? Uh, yeah, le- is I that also that a up. weekly I, thing? Yeah, just let
0: me check that right now. Uh... <laughs> get a
4: base coat down.
0: I mean, um, we should say his name is Lunsford Richardson. So that to me, you know.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna lean in his direction. <laughs> I think just because of the fact that his he like has the name of a sinister corporation himself, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, like yeah. at least that corporation's law firm. And yeah, like he seems that if you invented Vicks Vapor Rub, you've done something good for everybody. It's with all due respect to the Big Mac. So yeah, Lunsford Richardson advances, in my opinion.
0: Ah, uh, okay, awesome Big Mac. Sorry, Big Mac. Yeah,
4: yeah. you know what? You know, VIX Vicks
1: Vapor Rub. That's a classic of American product. It was a. That's a. That's a tough draw. You know what I mean? Like this. This yeah. tournament's about matchups. I gotta it's say it's also
4: good when it's one of those products that's like existed long enough that it's still. Out there on the shelves with like a real nineteen fifty-one type name. Uh-huh. Like every time you see that, you're like, man, you fucking killed it with this because like <laughs> this was invented when like Harry Truman was president and they uh-huh. gave it some like weird snake oil name and it still works. Like Yeah. Uh
0: it was invented in nineteen oh
4: five? Oh, wow, wow, even better. Yeah. I love that it's No, like, it's
0: earlier because it's he like died a medicine nineteen. So,
4: what are the odds that it could possibly have any therapeutic effects if it was invented in 1905? Well, it's just (laughs) menthol.
0: It's just menthol. It was a new drug that was from Japan, and he just put it in a balm.
4: (laughs) Wow. All right. That makes some sense. I feel like everything that was sold, as a medicine.
0: It was originally called Vicks Croup and Pneumonia Salve before it became Rub. There we go.
4: (laughs) <laughs> After it cured croup and pneumonia in the United States, it was rebranded.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it basically started in 1898, because that's when oh. he sold his pharmacy to start Vicks the corporation.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, ok, Our next matchup, Number two, Duke versus number fifteen, Cal State Fullerton, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Cal State Disneyland. Um, <laughs> it is It is real Orange County. Um, so for Duke, I was going to choose this guy named Charles Town who invented the laser and discovered a black hole in the middle of the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, no, Duke is loathsome. We need someone completely loathsome. So then I considered Nixon, and I thought, mm-hmm. We need someone worse, and then I thought Dr. Ken Jong, and I thought (laughs) we need someone even worse than Dr. Ken Jong, and I went with the next governor of the state of New York, Andrew Giuliani.
4: Yeah, wow. I was you had me all. I was leaning for Stephen Miller, like I was just like absolutely timing that one, and Uh, he was in last year, unfortunately. Yeah, all right. Andrew Giuliani is incredible, though, Mm -hmm. and also like in his way more Duke, I think, than you'd think, like because he's not. Patrician, he's just like what? Are the, like they're just recruiting the biggest asshole from every region, and he happened to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Like the guy with the biggest gums and the worst attitude, and they were just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's let's see if this works. Uh, uh, for... By the way, by the way, H.H. Holmes lost to
1: uh John Tesh in the regional final in his first. <laughs> wow. That's tough.
4: <laughs> the real styles make fights match up there.
1: <laughs> um
0: for Cal State Fullerton, I Felt it was important to pick the most Orange County person on that list. Uh And uh, it weirdly ended up being an Italian surname off here. And it is Andrew Giuliani versus uh, the hollaback girl herself, Gwen Stefani. Wow. Yeah.
4: (laughs) That is basically, I mean, in all of the ways that she's like achieved a great deal in her life, she also is probably the most Orange County person in our popular culture. Yeah, it's like that. We're yeah. oh, yeah. a member
0: of Pennywise. Uh, but yeah, they not right. enough <laughs> in the culture. So you, <laughs> you, you guys side. all
4: like, like, yeah. They just have like skate shops and like whatever, like outer Anaheim now or something like that. They're they're not like like, still around.
0: But also they're all anti-maskers, probably. Yes. Um,
4: Yeah. Yeah. We would also like to apologize
1: to uh, the the bass player from No Doubt, who was also an alum of Cal State Fullerton. We're not taking sides in the breakup, but, you know.
4: I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some of the other OC people that were on in under consideration for this?
0: Yes. Just Hold out of curiosity.
4: Um, I know they have always had a good baseball program. And I think they for a lot of baseball players. Yeah. It's so, like Mark yeah. Colnevin. Well, the, the big one yeah.
0: I didn't pick was Kevin Cox. Yeah. Also, Cedric yeah. Sabalos, the Giambis, yes. Mark Cotze, yeah. uh Adam Lambert. Um, wow.
4: <laughs> Stefani's Adam, the right choice, yeah, though, yeah, just because yeah. that's like it's the most, yeah. It would be like if, if, whatever, if University of Minnesota had made this and you and like Mike Lindell was their representative, right. like, is this the person <laughs> no, right. that is like the most <laughs> like that part of the state? Um, so Stefani against Andrew Giuliani, oh, Roy Choi was who she, I
0: almost picked Roy Choi, the man who invented the Korean taco, yeah.
4: Um, I was gonna say, also in his, although I guess I associate him more with with Los Angeles County because I have enjoyed his food in yeah, the past he's great. So yeah. I just rounded him up
0: again this came down to I looked up can I find isolated Gwen Stefani vocals to throw in the one the audio one shining moment and I could <laughs> so that's how we got here
4: <laughs> yeah I think she's gotta trounce Andrew Giuliani in this just because like she you know broadly speaking, I think everybody kind of um has a fairly fond association with Gwen Stefani. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, whether you like the music or not, like, she seems like an okay lady. She was treated Uh badly by Gavin Rossdale, who's very unfair Uh uh, to her, (laughs) and (laughs) treated very badly. And I think that, uh, Andrew Giuliani, no one has a fond association with Mm -hmm. him at all.
0: Yep, I think that not even his father. All right, Uh, (laughs) Now,
4: do we do, do we,
1: Joey, I don't remember, do we complete? The round I think we of can, the West. I
0: think we can like, go back
1: to this. Yeah, right? you're right. You're right. Okay. So your first matchup, number 16, your first uh, round of 13 matchup, Georgia mm-hmm. State's Nancy Grace versus Boise State's
4: Earl Bowen. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting difficult quickly here. Uh, you know, whatever, I. I hate her, but you can't deny her. It's Nancy Grace for me. Uh, all right? Yeah,
0: no, you're right. You're correct.
1: <laughs> in your next matchup, uh, number five, UConn's Ron Paulillo versus Vermont's Horshack versus uh, Vermont's H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah.
4: H.H. Holmes strong, and showing Shack. in March. <laughs> Another victim of H.H. H. Holmes. Tragic.
0: Well, you know what's weird? Do you know what the H and the H stand for in H.H. H. Holmes? It's His name is actually Horshack Horshack Holmes. Whoa, crazy. <laughs>
4: Wow, that must have been, I bet he probably told Ron Polillo that and he got so mad that he died of natural causes. Yeah. Um. All right. Now
1: we've got Bernie Manoff versus Dale Gribble.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, and so we're imagining that they're debating each other that's up to no, I, you. I mean You're it's up judge. to you really yeah. yeah
0: it could you could just pick my vibes whatever like yes yeah, your yeah. Gut, what's your gut telling you <laughs> if you want to wanna... make like a fan fiction scenario we could also do that <laughs> but...
4: <laughs> again I feel like I'm gonna be biased and in favor of uh a pioneer a brave um and someone who's who's a real a real guy so Bernie Madoff defeats Dale Cripple tragically <laughs> uh he ruined him, really. There's nothing left. Uh, and now you've got uh, Davidson's
1: Lunsford, Vix Vapor Rub Richardson versus Cal State Fullerton's Gwen Stefani.
4: Yeah, uh, it's Gwen in that one. <laughs> All right,
0: that's the We're... only feel-good matchup. Unfortunately, yeah. they had to... it is. Yeah. Well, like he kind speaking... of like
1: it's a Cinderella story on both sides. <laughs> Well, speaking of not feeling good, we've got a Sweet 16 matchup between Georgia Georgia State's Nancy Grace and H.H. H. Holmes. <laughs> Nancy Grace, unfortunately, cannot cover her own murder
4: on her show. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this feels like one where, like, she's had this date circled on the calendar all year. This uh-huh. is like, it's a rivalry game, really, yeah. if you think about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think uh, she
4: backlogged
0: a bunch of episodes Of her talking about her own murder in case it ever
1: happened. Just like, Nancy Grace, we've got to track down people involved. Where
4: is Nancy? Day three. I'm deceased. (laughs) I've been murdered.
0: If she doesn't call like a phone number at 8 p.m. every night, they're all released. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 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 uh.
4: Nancy Grace, H.H. H. Holmes is a really tough one. I I mean, I worry that I'm overrating her because like she's so like she's like really, really upsetting, like even relative to H.H. H. Holmes. Like, right. Innumerable murders. But I never saw him on TV, you know, like I never I don't know what his hair looked like. Uh, I'm going to move her ahead of him. I, I know this I, is I, early for him to go out. Nancy Grace, going do. to the
1: regional final, your final final. Yeah. Uh, your final, uh, oh, this is a big hitter's, um, you've got, you've got Bernie Madoff, Bernie versus, Madoff versus Gwen Stefani. Stefani. <laughs> it's all been leading up to this. Ponzi um, versus Stefani. Yeah.
0: I would wow. not be uh, surprised to learn Gwen Stefani was in the Bernie Madoff pyramid scheme either. Well, that's why know? she had to go on The Voice.
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like how Kevin Bacon had to make 30
4: movies between like 2010 and 2014. You never bothered to ask how he was getting 11% returns. And then the next thing you know, you're you're sitting next to, um, I don't know. Blake Shelton, I guess. I don't know. Who else is on
1: that show? She's married to Blake Shelton. She married him.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, uh, yeah. The Maroon 5. (laughs) Oh yeah. Adam, Adam Levine. Mm -hmm. Another, uh, Jewish excellence guy. Uh, Yeah.
0: Another, (laughs) another, uh, real Orange County man, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: (laughs) Vibes are extremely Orange County. Uh, all right. Gwen Stefani, Bernie Madoff. It's like, I don't even know what metrics I would (laughs) judge this by. Like I'm having a really like, who's got more bangers. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) um, I think that, that I'm gonna, well, wait, all right. So this is, and one of them's going to have to face Nancy Grace. I know I That's can't be right. thinking yeah. about it like that. <laughs> no, but, I mean,
1: how can you not?
4: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Nancy Grace would, uh, you know, present a challenge to either of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'd get madder at Bernie Madoff. Yeah, she yeah. would. I guess I'm going to move Bernie Madoff ahead. I mean, just <laughs> wow. by, given... What he did to the to the Mets, how he's at, impacted the course of my life.
1: <laughs> that's the craziest thing to me that Bernie Madoff doesn't feel very good, res- though, but he's he's responsible
4: for the Bobby Bonilla buyout. It's so crazy that that's the case. But, yes, yeah. no, he's I mean, yeah, his fingerprints are everywhere once you know to look for it. Um all right, yes, yeah, so I guess I'm going to have Bernie Madoff defeat Gwen Stefani. I'm really happy to be on this podcast, guys. <laughs> really happy to. That... <laughs> and then, uh, you're final... to do all
5: this
1: stuff. Yeah. To just... see who goes to the Fun Four. Joey, where do you think the round all Final Four would
4: take place? What city?
0: Oh, man. Um,. I mean, remember
4: that it it can be in a repurposed football stadium, too. That is true. They often do have the final four there. I was going to say,
0: can it just be in the El Cortez Casino in downtown Las Vegas?
4: Absolutely. (laughs) Who's going to who's
1: going to the big dance at the El Cortez, home of the the most lucrative Big Bang Theory slot machine in American history?
4: (laughs) Uh, Is it Nancy Grace? Or is it Bernie Madoff? Yeah, great runs for both of them. At this point, I'm I'm pretty much pot committed to Nancy Grace. I think that's Uh, the correct choice. I think that's she's gonna be pulling that arm and Bazinga,
0: cut down the nets, Nancy Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got a 16 seed going to the finals (laughs) for a second consecutive year.
1: Actually, (laughs) Jamie Smooth came out of the playing game last year. Really?
4: Where did JB Smooth go?
0: Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because that, uh, that team is also in the first game of the Eastern bracket. It's Norfolk state number 16. That's where JB smooth went. So I couldn't pick him this year. And I got to say it was kind of slim pickings. So, uh, who I chose was future man. Who is future man? You ask? Oh, I know who he
1: is. (laughs)
0: Future man from (laughs) Victor Uh, Wooten's brother. Uh, No, from Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Oh. Sorry, that... (laughs) uh, A a little thing about a future man, jazz and bluegrass musician from Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. His primary instrument is the synth-axe drumatar, which is a guitar synthesizer he has customized to play drums and percussion sounds.
4: Hmm. I don't think I like that very much. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. And uh, his brother is like a fancy bass player who does very similar things and is also in Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Okay. That that band should just be called Wooten. But um, (laughs) all right. Um, I got number one Baylor. And let me tell you, Baylor is only loathsome people. Like Uh every terrible Texas politician, every like disgraced football coach and athletic director somehow went to Baylor. I think I might have picked the most loathsome one. I picked a uh, U.S. representative from the first district in Texas, Louis Gomert. Um, I'm going to give on. you a couple of quotes from him. Uh, when the caribou want to go on a date, they invite each other to head over to the pipeline. So my real concern is if oil starts running through the pipeline, do we need a study to see how adversely the caribou would be affected if that warm oil ever quit flowing? So he thinks mm. that caribou would like to fuck on an oil pipeline. Really? Um, he also asked if the National Forest Service or Bureau of Land Management could do anything to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun. Uh, he tried to nominate Alan West for Speaker of the House, even though he had lost his election and was not in the House anymore. Uh, He thought Germany had a COVID-destroying mist. Uh, He sued Mike Pence,
4: and he got 72% of the vote in his district.
0: Great. Very
4: cool. -hmm. Gohmert's one of those, like, he's probably the the living, well, one of the, the best examples. He's no longer the only one. But, like, it's clear sometimes that even in super conservative districts that they're just, like, They've identified the most annoying guy that lives there, and then they just send him to live in D.C. for eight months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's defensive driving that yeah. gets him sent there more than any, like, certainly more than any, like, policy uh, that he might have or endorse.
1: Yeah. Would you um, donate a 100 tax deductible dollars every year to get the worst person in your neighborhood out of town?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is it's a question that, like, obviously, you you do wind up. Kind of reaping that whirlwind in terms of uh, the politics that you have, and climate change, and all the other things that Louis Gomer. But like, also, like you never see him at the store. Like, you can go to your local H E B nearish to whatever the Waco campus of Baylor University, and you're uh-huh. not going to see Louis Gomer there because he's in he's in Washington D C. <laughs> at a steakhouse eating someone eating with someone who uh, sells <laughs> missiles. Yeah, uh, it's Louis <laughs> Gomer. With all due respect to Bella and the pones This is a great American. He's got to be dead.
0: Alright, that brings us to the 8-9 matchup, North Carolina versus Marquette. Sean, who's North Carolina trotting out there?
1: Uh, They're trotting out. William Rufus Devane King. uh, Our shortest termed vice president who didn't Ascend because a president died. He was vice president for 45 days. uh He got sworn in in Cuba because he was so sick. They still went for it, and he was President James Buchanan's secret lover for decades.
4: Wow. Whoa. Yes. I knew. I think oh, I knew also that James they named Buchanan. You. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, they named King County,
4: uh, where Seattle is in
1: Washington after him, and then in 1985 they were like, "Eh, this is actually named after Martin Luther King now." <laughs> this guy was a terror. <laughs> this guy was a racist.
0: Well, uh, this is a weird politician round because number 9 Marquette is uh, starting my favorite person in this entire thing that I found is of course a uh, disgraced mayor twice of Providence, Rhode Island, Buddy wow. Cianci. Yeah. So those of you that don't know who Buddy Cianci was, uh, he was the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island from uh, 1970, uh, from, sorry, 1980 to 1984, where he was forced to resign from office uh, because... Uh, He had to plead no contest to charges brought against him involving kidnapping and torturing a man (laughs) that Cianci believed was romantically involved with his ex-wife. But guess what? That didn't matter to the people of Providence because in 1991, they elected him for mayor again. (laughs) And guess what happened, Sean?
1: Uh, He resigned in disgrace.
0: He was forced to resign following (laughs) his conviction for one count of racketeering conspiracy and served four years in federal prison
4: terrific that's our buddy uh I've i remember seen... <laughs> him faintly as like a sort of a character in the northeast mm-hmm. uh-huh. but there i remember i think it was like noah davis was like writing something about it and he was like he was not like a lovable rogue or anything no, like he was like gross. a fucking thug like <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. nothing there his toupee is crazy <laughs> yeah also he was he was the mayor for 20
1: years total Yep. Uh, uh he yeah. he the lost election election the election in 2014 by the way.
0: Yeah, he ran he again ran in again. 2014. Yeah.
4: That's fantastic. I'm assuming that there's some municipal building in the city that's named after him no matter what. You <laughs> know, even though he keeps racketeering when he's supposed to be governing. Uh, uh it's his body laid TV. in state for two full days in Providence City Hall.
1: Also, he had a he had a TV show while he was like a local TV show while he was mayor
4: too. Oh, that's always that's always clutch. Yeah, like the um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the um, the Venice Venezuela's like president for life had a show called Sea si Presidente where he would just oh. like sing. <laughs> Hugo Chavez, <laughs> like yeah, Hugo Chavez. Oh my god, and it was. Like definitely one of, I remember, you know, reading about it and I think it was intended to be one of those things where it's like, can you believe this horrifying autocrat? He's doing whatever he wants. And there was also a part of me that was like, yeah, you know, like I like what he's doing though. Like, I think this is like how you do it, but not like he didn't have secret prisons too and stuff like that. Like, your whole thing is like every night you just go live. Like you're just basically a Twitch guy. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you like, uh, "Yeah, the president's actually speed running uh, Call of Duty right now. That's weird." Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Gaming with Myers Leonard, from uh, uh, the presidential palace. Um, all right, it's it's buddy for me. Um, okay. With all due respect to William Rufus Devane King, White, most of whose names I think I got right there. Yeah, I didn't know
1: that was one, that was correct. All right, uh, we got uh, the next one. It's a five twelve matchup between St. Mary's facing Wyoming's Dr. Jerry Buss, the winner of the Plan game. Uh, Mahershala Ali is not eligible Mm -hmm. because he played basketball at St. Mary's. So we are going with Brian Doyle Murray.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Why did he go to
1: St. Mary's? It's very weird. Yeah, they're like
4: Chicago people, right? I mean, it is a Jesuit university, but still, like... I don't know. I mean, nothing against St. Mary's. Um, yeah, but so we were out of town this weekend, and we were flying back from the Charleston Airport, St. Charleston, South Carolina. Uh-huh. The St. Mary's men's baseball team was going through the airport in their uniforms. Weird. I think they just made them travel in them, so it was they were wearing like they weren't wearing cleats; they were wearing like sneakers, but they were wearing jerseys, gray pants, their sneakers. In some cases, their hats. The guy behind me at TSA was wearing his glove. Weird. That's so weird. Really weird. And I did. I wanted to be like, why are they? I looked them up. They had beaten Charleston Southern that day at 10 in the morning. And then I guess they like all got some fried shrimp and just went to. The, they must have showered. But oh, it yeah. was a very, very strange thing. Like, I and don't know. And then they're
1: just going to spend a five-hour flight in your baseball <laughs> uniform with your glove <laughs> yeah. on?
4: Yep. That's the, part of the glove. the idea of like having to go through TSA and then being like, "Can you take that off?" And the guy's like, uh, "No, it's like a the whole thing we're doing as a team." <laughs> <laughs> it's not like explosives in it or anything. Um, <laughs> I think Brian Murray Murray's a great American to me. Like, let's let's yeah. move him on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we are going on to our next batch of number four UCLA
1: versus number thirteen Akron. And uh, UCLA, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. There's so many people there. I'm just, I'm going with Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Good. <laughs> an, L- an
4: L.A. icon. I don't an think I can say that choice.
0: I've had to choose UCLA before, I believe. Um, in fact, wasn't um, last year, Sean? Uh... Anthony Kiedis represented UCLA. Yes, and believe, Jim
4: right? Morrison was, was UCLA's before. representative wow. the year before. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Anthony that's Kiedis good. really went to UCLA.
0: Apparently. <laughs> I thought
4: I mean, whole I'm sure story he was, was, very was that studious. he was like a. Yeah, I thought he was like yeah. a street kid or I mean, something. It, you know? It's
0: very possible they gave him an honorary degree and he's just on their alumni page, you know. All
4: right, um. that makes
0: sense.
1: <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, he beat out Don Bluth in the first round last year before no. before falling to, uh, Burt Reynolds, I believe. No, wow. he didn't fall to Burt Reynolds, he fell to Daniel Johnston.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hi, how are you?
4: the final four. Bit of counter there.
0: Uh, alright, so I had number 13, Akron. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, not a lot going on from the University oh. of Akron. Uh, mm-hmm. I went with Agent Eddie L. Elias, who uh was a ta- was a sports agent slash talent agent who uh did not bowl, but founded the Professional Bowlers Association, the PBA. So uh oh, wow. we wouldn't have uh Pete Weber yelling about uh Whatever it was, what does he yell, Sean? Who do you You think you are? I am. I am. Yeah, Yeah, we wouldn't have that without Eddie Elias. Also, weird list of people he represented, Uh, Eddie Uh Elias uh, Enterprises. Here's a list. Chichi Rodriguez, Fuzzy Zeller, Dick Weber, Ralph Nader... Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas are some wow. of his famous clients. Did Fucking Phil Donahue a- and
1: Marlo Thomas meet in college? Because they're they're a married couple, right?
0: I, yeah, I've, no, they were. Those are just his clients as an agent. Oh, his clients, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Those but they, are, co- a couple, I mean, they yes, are a married yes,
4: couple. They are a married couple. But yeah, I, yeah.
0: they did not go to Akron, or else gotcha, I would have gotcha, chosen sorry. one an incredible of incredible
4: people. <laughs> it's like a. Real characters yeah. welcome, sort of just <laughs> yeah. round up of large American personalities. Uh, so we got, yeah, I mean, this guy obviously matching up, yeah. He's obviously had a, a very interesting and colorful life, but I don't think he's got the horses to run with Johnny no. Cochran on yeah, this one. His uh, the glove,
0: the glove fits, unfortunately. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's a tough one for any of
0: <laughs> All right, Sean. Texas versus Virginia Tech.
1: Texas versus Virginia Tech. All right, Texas has a big field here, but, uh, you know, sometimes the miscellaneous page of the alumni gives you a treasure. They're going to be represented by high high roller William Lee Bergstrom, uh, who made the, bet, the biggest single bet in Las Vegas history. He went to Binion's. And uh, the owner of the casino said he would honor a bet of any size if it was the player's first bet. Uh, he he brought an empty suitcase and one containing $777,000. He bet the don't pass line and then two rolls later uh, – they they the the shooter rolled sevens and then he packed the money into an empty suitcase then he came back 4 years later to bet a five, half a million dollars on a single roll of dice mm-hmm. and then uh and then later that year he returned and paced a million dollar bet with a suitcase with a combination of cash cashier's checks and gold Krugerrands. he bet the don't pass line but then the shooter uh immediately rolled a set rolled the 7 uh And apparently, according to the owner of the casino, he had borrowed most of the money for that first bet. And if he lost, he was going to kill himself. And then after he lost the million-dollar bet,
4: he did kill himself. Wow. All of this feels – it's funny. Before you said that, it all – I was like, (laughs) this is suicidal behavior. Like, this man Uh is looking for an excuse to end it all. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm glad he won as many times as he did. Yeah. Um.
0: So number 11, Virginia Tech. You'd think Virginia Tech, that's like a famous school. You'd think there'd be like some pretty good people. Not really. Uh, Mm. I almost went Bruce Arians. I almost had to go. uh, I almost went Jim Buckmaster, who's been the CEO of Craigslist since the year 2000. But instead, (laughs) I'm trying to make penance for picking Nancy Grace and picking the good version of a drunk woman on television, and it's Hoda Kotb of Kathy Lee and Hoda. <laughs>
4: yes, absolute, like certainly, like a uh, Sauvignon Blanc influencer par excellence. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr- drinking Sainte at eleven in the morning, like no one's ever done it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move her ahead. She's still giving us so much.
1: Yeah. Mar- two American treasures right there. Yeah. All right.
4: <laughs> Our next matchup is
1: uh Purdue, number 13 Purdue versus number, number th- three eight,
4: Purdue. Uh,
1: sorry, number three Purdue <laughs> versus number 14 Yale. Um, you know, Purdue has a lot of politicians, but I decided to choose an artist mm-hmm. for this. Uh it's novelist Marilyn Quayle. Uh, who also is married to Dan. Uh, she wrote a novel in 1992 called Embrace the Serpent. Here's the description from so Amazon. this is
0: former, wait, this is former vice president.
4: Former second lady yeah, Marilyn second lady Quayle, Dan
0: Quayle, so this is Dan Quayle. I also, think of her as a novelist 92
4: <laughs> is right after she left The oh, White this House This
1: published too. before she leaves the White House Embrace the Serpent <laughs> Fuck Yeah, uh, It is about a senator with close ties to Cuba Who leads an uprising among the military To thwart efforts to install a Russian puppet In place of the now deceased Castro The result is a resolution Led by Castro's arch enemy An escaped prisoner who is a hero of the people, and that came out while she was the second lady of the United States. Embrace wow. the serpent. Wow.
4: Anyway, so, novelist Marilyn Quayle. So
0: yeah, uh, a second lady. Not what I
4: expected from the title, embrace the serpent. But I'm oh, happy that yeah. honestly, like it's better than I feared.
0: Um. All right. Uh, so Yale uh they've been in this tournament before we always pick yeah. someone super evil uh yeah. i decided i wanted to go not evil this time and i was like pros pros went to yale from the fugees but then it turned really? out he'd like yeah apparently he was going to yale and rutgers at the same time when they were, were recording the uh uh, when they were first forming the Fujis.
1: Was I he also living it... as a homeless man as an art experiment? <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, or that was later. grind god.
0: But then it turns out did you guys know Proz uh, embezzled like a shit ton of money um, pretending it yeah. was for Obama? I was like, wow, Yale does corrupt everyone. Even Wow. Is it was insane.
4: for Obama stuff?
0: Yes. I thought it was
4: because I think that uh, Wyclef. All embezzled money
1: for Haiti, right? Yeah, yes. yes. Let,
0: yeah. me, let me read you legal problems of his Wikipedia. The United <laughs> nice. States Department of Justice indicted uh, Praz on May 10th, 2019, for his part in a criminal conspiracy that alleges between June 2012 and November 2012, he aided in the illegal transfer of approximately $865,000 from foreign entities into the Barack Obama 2012 presidential campaign. As purportedly legitimate contributions stolen from the Malaysian Sovereign Wealth Fund won Malaysia Development Broad. Ultimately, it was alleged that $21 million in foreign campaign contributions was funneled into the 2012 U.S. presidential election to benefit political candidate A. The Washington Post identified candidate A as Barack Obama.
1: This sounds like a right-wing political theory, that the Fujis are laundering money from Malaysia, and that's why that plane disappeared, because Wyclef didn't. In
0: June 2021, Praz was charged by a federal grand jury for running a back-channel campaign to get the Trump administration to drop an investigation of J-Lo and 1MDB investment company. Which was so he's the company a, he was using to launder this money? Wait, so like, so JLO's
4: involved too? No, it's
0: it's it's a it's a Malaysian man named J H O space Oh, L-O-W. oh Okay, yeah. well, gotta, I was like, this, this goes, goes deeper than that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah.
4: It was like everybody that was on a Let's Get Loud remix was somehow plugged into the <laughs> <laughs> Sovereign Wealth Fund. I, I was um, just hoping A-Rod
1: would be involved with in the story, but apparently not. Yeah. Okay, so Praz is is your candidate? No, for
0: M- no, that was... The, oh, I, no, well, we're the, just, that was just... That was gonna be... <laughs> I, I was like, this is the one good person from Yale. Praz? Nope! So who Political I had to choose... financial criminal. So who I had Praz. to choose was, of course, Peter Brand. Um, oh. For those of you that don't know, that's uh, the fictional Paul D. Podesta stand-in in the movie Moneyball, because Paul D. Podesta refused to give his name. So it's Jonah Hill's character from Moneyball, the didn't, fictional did, Peter Brand.
1: Didn't Paul D. Podesta go to Harvard?
0: Yes. Peter oh, so Brand that, that went was... to Yale, so they okay. didn't get sued. dude. <laughs> okay, so <laughs>
1: Marilyn Quayle versus Peter Brand.
0: Yeah. fake this Paul is... D. Podesta from the movie Moneyball.
4: Yeah. All right. Um I would say that as much as I respect the I mean honestly like I it's I guess good you didn't put pros in there. I think pros would have would have cruised in this one. But I'll take a uh, an absolute real one of a second lady writing uh <laughs> counter-revolutionary fan fiction from <laughs> from Washington DC over um uh, an anonymized Major League Baseball GM. So, uh-huh. yeah. Marilyn Quayle, congrats.
1: All right. Uh, all right. Our next matchup, number seven, Murray State versus number 10, the University of San Francisco. Uh, Murray State, this is an easy one. We're going with W. Earl Brown, a.k.a. Oh, Dan yeah. Doherty from Deadwood and Warren mm-hmm.
4: from Something About Mary. Two uh, incredible credits to have as yeah. one person. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: USF. Uh, not a lot of good ones. I almost went with John Lennon, not that John Lennon, John A. Lennon, who is a classical composer,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and his whole life was like, No, no, yeah, no, not that one.
0: Uh, No, I'm, (laughs) but instead, I went with the siren song of the slicked back haired politicians, of course. It's a uh, Kilbr- Kimberly Guilfoyle Newsom. Oh wow! Uh, Donald wow. Trump's fiance, uh, oh. <laughs> Gavin Newsom's ex wife. Uh, if you have uh, the, if, watch out, Quinn Snyder. She's coming for you next because if you have that fucking <laughs> haircut, uh-huh. you cannot resist her.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, my I God. guess. That- so now that I've I've had some uh, practice doing some of these matchups, I think that my tendency, to the extent that I'm able to diagnose it myself, is that I just take the most outsized, uh, vile person mm-hmm. and tend to to give. And so I'm giving away who is going to win this. It's going to be Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, I the idea of thinking about, like, a young Kimberly Guilfoyle going to college to learn stuff and then, like, you go forward a few decades and she's up there doing, like, Sonny and Cher shit with Don Jr. About being like, if you raise enough money, you'll get a blowjob. And all these like, execs are, like, laughing and clapping at it. <laughs>
1: um, okay, our last matchup, David Roth. Number two, Kentucky versus number fifteen, Saint Peter's. I don't even know where Saint Peter's is. Oh, it's uh, in Hobo City, maybe. baby. Jersey City. Oh my sorry. god! Well, yeah, boy, yeah. that that was an insult. I'm very sorry right. to disrespect New Jersey like that. Not one of the more important Jersey
4: basketball programs.
1: All right, uh, so. Uh, number two, Kentucky, I almost picked Aaron Elam. We all know him as Optic Ace, who won the Halo Floor Global Championship <laughs> over Justin. I got your Pistola Dece. Uh, We know him from Status Quo and Team Liquid. But I had to go with the winner of the 1987 Slammy Award for Wrestling Woman of the Year, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, Randy Savage, is Oh,
0: rock. that's great. Yeah. That's that's well, a dark horse, dude. Miss Elizabeth could go far in this, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, especially Miss Elizabeth is definitely gonna win this one. Because uh there were no famous people from St. Peter's. Uh the one the guy I had to choose doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, and Ooh. it's just a sentence that says Thomas J. Donahue, retired FBI agent responsible for the investigation and arrest of numerous bank robbers tied to the notorious Dawson gang. And I was like, oh, this must be some like uh, old timey thing. Right. I looked it up. The Dawson game was going on in the in 1975.
4: <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so I can give you a I want to make sure that I'm right about this, but. I'm pretty sure that Bill Raftery went to see he's oh, but I know he's a gonna, sports he would, person. Ooh. He is a
0: sports person, right?
4: Yeah. Um, but I wanna make sure that that's- He's, he not, on
0: their, he's not on their uh, university people page.
4: Oh, he went to, all right, so he went to LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. And he went to, this is why I got it mixed up. So he, my dad remembered him as a like high school basketball star. They're roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. And he went to St. Cecilia's. Which is nearish to um, Jersey City, but not in Jersey City.
1: Ah, and that's good he to is,
4: know. So uh, he's the greatest person fault. in college basketball, yeah. right? Yes. No, he's so he used to do Nets games when I was a kid with Iron Eagle, and he's like nobody has shaped my like um, understanding of what is good in the world more than Bill Raftery doing a basketball mm. game at that uh-huh. time because he was just, like the Nets were terrible. Uh he was clearly still just like having a blast watching basketball. He always called <laughs> Iron Eagle Bird, which is like a nickname that like I called my wife that. Like it's just like he's he's oh, changed me. Um all right, so like, I'm going to not advance the Fed here. <laughs> yeah. But that is I, disappointing that St. Peter's didn't produce any notable. Uh, well,
0: I'll tell you, there's a lot of uh, people that would make you feel bad who also aren't famous. Like the CEO of yeah. Pfizer, the president and uh. CEO of Lab Corp, the president and CEO of Horizon Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Wow. Um, chairman of Sally May. It's like all Jesus. fucked up. Uh, people like that. And then a lot of like regular, like local Jersey politicians. Um,
4: yeah. I was going to, which is uh, fine. Like it's not like yeah. Robert Menendez was going to yes. win this one either. All right. <laughs> yes. Moving now, on. You know,
0: who did go there? Who is a basketball person is uh Bob's Bob Hurley senior went there. Yep. Yeah.
4: Um, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, our... this is not, none of these people have a shot against Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the
1: Elizabeth. lovely Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> all right, let's let's extend these out. All right, we got a one-nine matchup. Uh, two politicians, Louis Gomert versus Buddy Cianci. Cianci.
0: Cianci,
1: Cianci, jeez. I'm so disrespectful, though. I apologize to the people of Providence. <laughs> uh, it's Buddy,
4: with all yeah. due respect. I just yeah. hope that he, uh, does some racketeering or mild torture <laughs> on Louis yeah. Gomer in dispatching
1: him. <laughs> uh, did Johnny Cochran advance against Eddie Alvarez? Right? Yes. did, yeah. Yep. Okay, so this is Johnny Cochran versus Brian Doyle Murray.
4: Wow. What a matchup. Oh I would love to watch them hash it out, just actually going back and forth and making their cases for each other. Ah, yeah, well, uh, uh, if the club doesn't fit, uh,
1: you must have quit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what a thing it is to have a brian doyle murray imitation uh <laughs> did y'all watch lodge 49 is that a show that you i guys haven't watched it yet
0: i always mean to it's one of those ones i love like it. on the list
4: i love it it's a wonderful california show wonderful show in general great brian doyle murray like late uh-huh. career brian doyle murray where he just kind of sounds like like if you took sean's uh, invitation and you just dialed up the game to the max <laughs> like it just sounds like someone shaking a coffee cup with a bunch of gravel in it like every time he talks. uh i'm gonna go ahead and move brian doyle murray ahead of johnny cochran i think wow. it's some more uncomplicated legacy
1: yeah all right uh now two powerful ladies we got hoda versus Marilyn quayle <laughs> Oh my God! The <laughs> Three eleven. They're yeah, coming it's original.
4: Ho- it's Hoda. I would love to see them, you know, chop it up. But I feel like there's no way in which Malibu didn't even write a sequel to Embrace the Serpent that you, yeah. that you mentioned. Just yeah, one that's book. True. She she does have
1: a, she does have uh, two other books, but uh, okay. they aren't as exciting as Embrace the Serpent. Um, and then this the we've got a men's and women's half of the bracket. We got uh, we got Kimberly ver-
4: Miss Kimberly versus Miss Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> No contest. Like what? See, because Kimberly is like basically trying to be the Miss Elizabeth of the Republican yeah. party now, because she doesn't have the fucking range. I can she could never
1: see Ted Cruz, like giving her a present and there's a snake inside.
4: Yeah. And she's so surprised she goes into a coma. Don't All right. You're cutting a promo where like somehow his mouth doesn't open the entire time he's talking. <laughs> uh, okay. We've got
1: uh, this. Oh, we're in the sweet 16. Uh, yeah. Buddy versus Brian. St. Mary's uh, versus Narcat. This is
0: a great matchup. This is like two, it is. it's like a bad dirt bag and a good dirt bag. Going yeah. Yeah. On, yeah, like very American,
4: <laughs> American cities. Like... Right. This is like what they took from us. Back when, <laughs> to just... back when control of things was just completely in the hands of white guys who sounded weird. Uh-huh. Uh, not that we're necessarily missing out on anything, although I do feel like, um, Brian Doyle Murray would have probably been a better, he seems like a decent dirtbag, and I yeah, guess yeah, I gotta yeah. move him ahead of Buddy, like, it's probably time, because it's <laughs> he not like a... if it was like Blagojevich or something, I'd right. be like, alright, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. still, but, like, since he sucked, he was a gangster, like, yeah. Brian Doyle Murray moves. Brian Doyle Murray wrote Candy Shack. Yeah, son, <laughs>
0: The the thing with Buddy Cianci is it's more hilarious and very Providence, Rhode Island that they kept electing him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has yeah, less yeah, to yeah, do yeah. with him and more to do with Providence, Rhode Island. The city of, yeah, we
1: don't
4: deserve anything better than this. Angriest yeah. city in the like world. What? We liked him. He was great. When he was here before, like there was yeah, a lot so of times. What's the matter we, with that? I, people kept finding trash bags full of cash all over town. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, the Cianti was also like one of those like Providence is is a completely insane city that I love. My wife's done a lot of work up there, and likes it. You know, like there's you know I guess there's good food and there's good schools and stuff like that. It's also like effectively lawless in the way that I think Wild West cities used to be. Uh (laughs) Like everyone knows each other, but also I, I think I remember reading that like prostitution is legal in Providence, but only indoors. That's like some real like <laughs> yeah border town lawmaking that they just like never changed. Well, didn't wasn't like Mo Vaughn's career
1: yes. ended basically because he couldn't go to Providence anymore and like <laughs> yeah. he just fell into a deep
4: depression. <laughs> Yeah, when did, when he signed was, with the Angels. Yeah, this was part of his problems, I think, with the Mets was that it's a specific strip club. My friend Ryan has been there. I think it was uh-huh. called the Foxy Lady, which uh-huh. is not very creative, but I'm assuming it's a good strip club. But like I think when he was with the Mets, I remember people being like, he could get there. Like it's it's like uh-huh. a two and a half or three-hour drive. Like, the game ends at ten, ten fifteen. Uh-huh. Like this is <laughs> but like I think that uh, it didn't obviously it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's too bad. By the way, I actually inherited a Mo Vaughn jersey from an old roommate, an Anaheim Angels one. Wow. And with I would the,
4: with the Angels in the outfield type. Yeah, on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah.
1: crazy. And I would wear it any time I went to a game involving the Angels or
4: the Red Sox because it would make those fans equally mad. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, you can't beat it. Certainly anything <laughs> from that vintage of Angels stuff. Like it, there's a possibility this jersey is a vest. Is it a vest? It, uh, it, it
1: looks, <laughs> it like, looks a vest. like a vest. It looks like a
4: vest. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: It might as well be Really dark a vest. times. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, we got one more matchup. Uh, oh, One more Sweet 16 matchup. Hoda
4: versus Miss Elizabeth.
0: This is tough. This is the toughest this one, I really think. This is really tough.
4: Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Miss Elizabeth, I think, didn't get to... In some ways, like, Hoda has had the opportunities that Miss Elizabeth didn't mm-hmm. to sort of define herself and... Hoda mm-hmm.
0: is sort you know, of Kathy Lee's Miss Elizabeth actually. Well,
4: and and Miss <laughs> Elizabeth did
1: die Miss Elizabeth did die from drinking too. So
4: Yeah. She almost went
1: further but not as far. Yeah, it's kind of like time.
4: a sad star-crossed version where it's like Hoda copy like she got to that level where like you can drink as much wine as you want because there's like a town car that takes you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You never you're never at risk. Um Wow, this is a really tough one. i am be sad to see either of them go. Uh, I think in terms of which one of them had more impact on me, it's certainly Miss Elizabeth mm-hmm. in the sense of being like Fair. the first adolescent tinglings of like horniness. <laughs> uh-huh. Although it was a very chaotic thing because it'd be like macho man talking and her there and I'd be like, so this is all right. So like if you want a girl to like you, you have to be like that. <laughs> All right, like, let's see. <laughs> and that never, I never really came together for me that way. I'm going to move Hoda Kotb ahead because I feel like she is, in a lot of ways, an aspirational figure for Americans in a way that Miss mm-hmm. Elizabeth never was mm-hmm. allowed to become.
1: Well, that's nice.
4: Okay, and now in the
1: final, to see who's going to the El Cortez in take Las on Vegas,
0: Nancy Grace <laughs> to take on Nancy
1: Grace in the national <laughs> semifinal. Is it Brian Doyle Murray
4: or is it Hoda Kotb? again just a (laughs) terrific (laughs) uh challenge of just thinking of them in the same room is is a great fun for me yeah uh so my heart says brian Doyle murray but i feel like Again, if we're looking ahead to um <laughs> the match like who would have the best chance against Nancy Grace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hodokopi is the only one that's got like the firepower <laughs> to go up against like Nancy Grace's vibes with something that's like similarly uncanny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Hotokopi advances. All right. So we've I got, love
0: it.
1: In the final four, Georgia welcome Virginia Tech and welcome Georgia State to a the 16. final four Congratulations, 16 yeah, and, 11. and an 11 yep it's a Cinderella they, story for, it. it's this an abducted March. it's an abducted and murdered Cinderella story when, when Nancy Grace <laughs> advances to the, the last round
0: um, well you can listeners you can vote on who goes into the championship game at uh, twitter.com we'll have a poll up uh-huh. Uh, at Round Rock Pod, David, thank you so much for being our judge.
4: Yeah, that was great. Uh, this it was episode, very just, my honor to do it. It's great to you know be in uh, such regular contact with you guys. We're talking Reacher, yeah. then we're talking Hoda. This is yeah. <laughs> this is why your podcast is such a powerful presence on the scene.
0: Uh, David, where what would you like to plug? Uh,
4: phew, I you know I guess defector.com. I don't know what Nancy Grace is doing now. She did have <laughs> a series of sh- uh, like movies that were branded to her on mm-hmm. like, Lifetime. One of them had Ron Artest in it. <laughs> I'm going to find that. That's what I'm going to plug. Hang on one second. Hang in there. Uh, he was apparently a big fan of hers. That makes and they had sense a scene to together. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think he played like... Right. Meta World Peace. She you star in Lifetime movie adapted from Nancy Grace book... Um, they also were on Dancing with the Stars together. They must be like buddies. Yeah. That's
0: so weird. It makes right. sense to me, Ron, uh, that I guess World it does. Peace would I guess be friends does. with Nancy Grace.
4: Uh, yeah. And also check out The Distraction, a defective there you podcast. Go. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I also do have a podcast. That's true. Uh, it's The 11th Victim. Is the This is more important oh. than the podcast. I'm sure it's very good. The 11th Victim, Lifetime Movie Network, Nancy Grace, uh, Metal World Peace. And Jenny Garth.
0: Oh wow! Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Oh, <laughs> did really I forget to mention the lead Jenny there. Garth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sean, what would you like to plug?
1: Uh, you know what? I'll be headlining a show called Critical Hit on April second in. I guess it's in Oakland. It's on Telegraph Avenue in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost it's Berkeley, your movie, though. First. Yeah, it's very it's it's indistinguishable. Uh there's plenty of vegan restaurants and uh annoying uh white people wearing sandals in cold weather mm-hmm. and no socks. Uh so <laughs> you you basically can't tell the difference. And that's on April 2nd. Uh
0: and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz where <laughs> oh, hold on, I forgot to pull up a tweet. <laughs> Um, we're on five twenty six fifteen. I tweeted. Think I broke my knee trying to get on my motorcycle. Tried oh. to whip my leg over real quick and need the luggage rack so hard I threw up. <laughs>
4: That is somehow the Frankie Muni's tweet I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I was hoping you'd read it. But it's like, if when I think of his account, I'm like, didn't he have something where he was like constantly getting really badly hurt and it was always his They're fault? They're all uh-huh. about getting There are the a lot hurt. of
1: uh, scorpion injuries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there the are a couple scorpion-based injuries. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> Should uh, not
4: be living in the desert unaccompanied. <clears throat>
0: Anyway, trust the process and uh, shut it down. Let's all go March Madnessing. Here's uh, <laughs> here's this half of the brackets version of One Shining Moment with vocals by Sean, uh, highlights <laughs> by me.
1: <laughs> this, this February second at seven twenty and thirty seconds, seconds Punk attorney 20 Phil, 20 the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators,
3: 20. emerged reluctantly but alertly in Punxsutawney,
1: PA, and stated in Brown Hoggies.
0: This drink is ridiculous, by the way. I have
3: just met with the White House staff um, to basically talk with them a little bit about the death of my friend of 42 years, Vince Foster. The ball is tipped, there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star in all the years. No one knows just how hard you worked. But now it shows. I'm just a girl. In one shining moment, it's all on the line. One shining moment, they're frozen in time. It makes no sense. It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Will you marry me? Oh,
4: yeah. Bill James and Mathematics cut straight through that.
3: The time is short and the road is long In the blinking of an eye, oh, that moment's gone And when it's done, we do lose You always did your best Because inside you knew oh. The one shining moment you reached deep inside. One shining moment you knew you were alive.
2: The best is yet to come. A lot of people
5: have seen shots of you wearing a burka. How did you see out of that thing?
3: The revolutionaries, who call themselves the Symbionese Liberation Army, first came to widespread public attention with the kidnapping of Patricia Hearst.
5: I'll tell you why your license is taking so long. The U.S. Postal Service is bogged down in the most elaborate psyops campaign in history. Feel
3: of your heart, feel the wind in your face. It's more than a contest. It's more than a race. When it's done, win or lose. You always did your best, cause inside you knew. I'm just one shining moment you reached for the sky, one shining moment you knew, one shining moment you were willing to try, one shining moment you knew, one shining